are live. This is the TMB podcast. I'm the Irish Mick, Tyler McGurk. I'm back with the best co-host we got. We haven't had him in a little bit. We're here with Brian, the main man Johnson. Brian, how in the hell are you, my guy? I'm excited. It's championship week and we're part of it two two years in a row. And I'm psyched for Sunday's game. We we they started off with us and uh I'm 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 ready to go. I'm anxious, but uh, I'm ready to go. Yeah, I'm a ball of energy. I got some nervous energy, some just excitement. I got to get out of me. Brian, you told me you were watching the NFC Championship games of the Niners from the past. How many of those did you get through? And which one was your favorite that you kind of forgot about, or that you read? Or you were like, "Oh, this game was awesome. I can't believe I forgot," or like didn't remember the whole thing. I think the worst one was the 92 when when Dallas beat us and Jimmy Johnson said, how about them Cowboys? And then 93 sucked too because we went to Dallas and we got our butt handed to us. But I loved the 94. And then we took, we took a while uh, to get back to the NFC Championship game after that. And uh, I... I I would say the most exciting one was when we beat Atlanta in 2012 when we got down 17 to nothing and Kaepernick uh, got that comeback on. Man, you you brought down the vibes there for a second. You brought it back up with the 94 win. You brought it back up with the 2012 win. Yeah, that Kaepernick game was exciting. It was fun. Yeah, down 17 nothing, And then Navarro Bowman has the questionable call to end it on Roddy White. They don't call the flag. Niners go to the Super Bowl. That's what we're hoping it happens this year against the Eagles. Let's start with how these teams got here. We'll start with the 49ers. They go 13-4, and four, have a great regular season. Uh, they're on a 10-game winning streak going into the playoffs. They beat that Seattle 41-23. Then they take down the hated Dallas Cowboys 19-12. Seems like we're just beating rival after rival. It kind of feels like Green Bay should be the next game, but it's not. It's the Eagles. Before we move on to how the Eagles got here, Brian, that last play the Cowboys ran, I feel like Kellen Moore should be eliminated from head coaching. Uh, I'm not – that play was just god off. I, what are you doing? Like, is it one of the most laughable final plays of a NFC divisional playoff game you've ever seen? Yeah, I mean, what is Elliott uh, hiking the ball to Dak Prescott for? Man? I don't know. It's just it feels like two years in a row with this Dak Prescott in the wild card round. He couldn't down the ball in time enough to. I don't know. It just it feels like uh, this team is uh, just destined to lose in the playoffs at some point. Dallas. Yeah, yeah Dallas definitely always chokes. What? What? I don't think we realize how big and fast these linebackers and D linemen are. The way that the guy just bitched Ezekiel Elliott like he was a normal human being out there, just ran him over, Dak gets it out quick, and just boom, guy gets lit up, can't lateral the ball. The play is completely worthless. I just thought that play was hilarious. I thought it, we needed to talk about it a little bit. Moving on to the Eagles. The Eagles have a phenomenal regular season. They start off 11-0, I believe. Jalen Hurts goes – they lose to the Commanders. A week later, they win, but – Jalen Hurts gets hurt somehow. His shoulder is achy. They lose two or three. They finish 14 and three. 
They get a bye. They're the best team in the NFC in the regular season. I think we can both agree as far as the regular season goes. They absolutely crushed the New York football Giants, 38-7. to What what scares you about the Philadelphia Eagles going into this game? Their offensive weapons, um, Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown, for sure. I, I don't know if I fear their running game. It's just the passing game. I feel the running game just because of the Jalen Hurts aspect where he can yeah. keep the ball. You got that stupid, like, the option. You you have above, enough moving parts. It gets confusing. You use it right. It can be dominant, but sometimes it can be too much. And just defenses, like, great defenses like the Niners should be able to handle it. Um, we have a great defense coordinator in – I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Why can't I not think of – D'Amico Ryan. D'Amico Ryan. Yeah, God, I'm going brain dead, Brian. I'm so excited for this game. D'Amico <laughs> Ryan should be able to figure out some game plan with Fred Warner, Greenwald, Bosa, uh, Amenahu. Brian, yeah. who has a little issue. Uh, yeah, with this what's going girl, on with that situation? Have you have you looked into it? What did what did Shanahan say yesterday? What did any any news coming out about whether Amenahu will play or will he be Amena? Who who's Amenahu? Yeah, he's gonna play. I guess they said they believe in the legal process and that they don't think a suspension's gonna happen. And they said that he's definitely in for this game. Before we move on to the you tweet it, we read it segment. The Cowboys played the Bucks and absolutely dominated. And a lot of people looked at that game and said, oh, the Niners are going to have trouble stopping this Dak-led offense. Is this kind of the same thing we're seeing where the frickin' Eagles dominate the New York football Giants who weren't, they were a good football team. They weren't, they beat the Minnesota Vikings who everyone has been saying is overrated all year. Is this the same thing where people are like, oh, the Giants throttled the Giants 38-7. to Niners have no chance? Because that's what I've been hearing. Niners shouldn't win this game. What are your yeah, thoughts? Is this feel, similar? I feel like it's the national media and their love fest with the NFC East. And they want to get one of those teams in the Super Bowl. But, no, I just feel like it's going to be the same thing. They're going to put a quarterback spy on Jalen Hurts and – we have the defense to stop them, and I really think that the Niners will come out ahead in this game. We'll see how the game goes. The weapons you brought up earlier, A.J. Brown, Brandon Ayu, Debo – or A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Ayu, Debo, very similar in the way they play. I would say A.J. Brown's a better receiver than Debo, but Debo's more multidimensional, can be lined up more places, but they both run like – running backs, basically. And then you have the quick little 24-year-old. IU's been in the league a little longer, but same age, quick route runners. We'll get into them a little later. Let's move on to the You Tweet It, We Read It segment or watch it because we do have two videos. Ryan from the BSing podcast, he, he writes, I think the Eagles are better in the trenches on both sides of the ball. And Santa Ann has a history of coming up short in big games. He's taking the Eagles. I, I will get into the defensive line of the Eagles because it needs to be mentioned on its own. Is the offensive line really better? The Eagles have a better offensive line than the 49ers. I know Lane Johnson's good, but we have Trent Williams. I feel like that's equal to better 49ers. They have Kelsey. We don't really have I mean, that second guy, but total package. Is that offensive line better than the 49ers? 
No, I, I don't really agree with that. I mean, I think we're pretty even in that aspect. What about the coaching? Shanahan comes up short in big games. Yeah, he had the Super Bowl. But he wasn't the head coach. That's not his responsibility. He put up 28 points against the New England Patriots. And then last year, if your boy, Zawaski Tart, can just catch an interception, God damn it, yeah, he probably beat him. Is this a Shanahan thing? Does he come up short? Is he a little bit four, – four NFC championship games in five years, but is he just not come up big in big games? I don't know. This is the most confidence I've ever had in Shanahan. I think he – He's calling the right plays at the right time, and he's got the a really great defense behind him. So, no, I don't. I don't think this can be put into this game, where you know Shanahan's had had his issue in the past. I think in the Chiefs game, it was more that Jimmy couldn't hit Emmanuel Sanders. I think you know Kyle Shanahan dialed up the correct play, but. Jimmy just missed him. There's more to it than just Jimmy missing him, but I agree. It's not a Shanahan thing. It's a whole 49ers thing. The defense had a 10-point lead. They had a third and 15. Tyreek Hill runs open. What are you doing? I think there's more than Shanahan. I do think he's had a – I mean, you could say he had a trouble pass but like in his coaching career, but I wouldn't put him as like a guy who comes up short in big games just quite yet. Um, You – Ah, you, I thought I had something, but I forgot. I hate when I forget things like this. But we'll move on to the next tweet from Mateo49. He tweeted in last week, Brian, when you were not here. He has 24-29ers, big effort on the ground by Debo and McCaffrey that propelled the 49ers of the Super Bowl. Cut the head off the snake on Philly's O. SF turns Philly, Philly one-dimensional by shutting down the run. Who's the – how, is this how you see the game going? Do you think it'll be a higher scoring game, a lower scoring game, or right about here? Yeah, I see it uh, like a, like about this score. I feel like it's going to be kind of a dog fight all game. Yeah, I I think it's going to be a I think it's going to be a lower scoring game. I don't think. Oh, that's what I was. I think it's going to be a lower scoring game. Um, I don't think it's. I think 24-20 is pretty accurate. I think it's going to be close. I respect Philly. I think Philly's really good. Uh, Hurts is going to be a handful. Bosa is going to be a key. But back, but to bring it back to what I was thinking of Shanahan, Brian, you brought up that Shanahan has decided, based on Matt Mayoko reports, that Brock Purdy's his guy. They're not going back to Trey Lance. They're not going back to Jimmy G. If all three are healthy, Brock Purdy's starting tomorrow or on Sunday. What are your thoughts on that? Is that good news, bad news? We gave up three first-round picks for Trey? Or it doesn't matter at this point. Brock's the guy. Yeah, I mean, Brock got us here, and he seems like, the, to me so far, like the legit deal. I mean, I've heard people say that he could be a, uh, a Mullins, but I don't believe that. I mean, he would have showed his Mullen like – his inability to make big plays in big games because Mullins, he couldn't beat big, big teams. So I feel like, you know, I would go with Purdy as well. I was a Lance guy to begin with. And I just don't, I think Lance is like too much of a project for Shanahan. Shanahan needs a guy who's somewhat developed or I don't think it would work. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, 
I, what about the – you brought up guys who they compare Purdy to. Some people bring up Sean King in the Buccaneer. You brought him to the NFC Championship game. They lose in a weird score, 11-6 to to the Rams. Both mature rookies. But Purdy has put up better numbers than Sean King through his game. Yeah, I, I, feel like Purdy, I feel like Purdy's more like Kurt Warner than Sean King. Well, that's high praise, Kurt Warner. I would put him somewhere <laughs> in between. But I get what you're saying. I like the positivity. Um, let's get into a video from Quips and Rips. Quips and Rips from the What Whatnot app. Um, he rips packs. He rips open cards. He sells um, autographed uh, uh, paraphernalia. Let's see what he has to say about the game. What up, Faithful? It's your boy B, a.k.a. Quips and Rips. And I got a little rundown for this weekend's NFC Championship game, Niners-Eagles. It's going to be a tough one. It's going to be the Niners' uh, hardest matchup to date. Brock Purdy's been cruising, but I think uh, I think if he can not have a rookie mistake leading to a turnover, um, I think if the O-line and the D-line uh, can stay strong throughout the game, time of possession is going to be a big uh, determination in who wins this game. If the defense can keep the offense on the field and uh, the battle of the trenches is really going to be who wins this game. The Eagles are a really good football team. Uh, Eagles and Niners are probably the best two teams in the NFL uh, to date. And um, yeah, it's it's going to be a tough one. I don't think um, I don't think we hit the over in this one. I think it's going to be uh, under. I think it's 44 and a half. Under 44 and a half points. I'm looking 24 to 20. Our playmakers of the game, uh, Fred Warner. It's going to have a big game again. He's going to be the best player on the field two weeks in a row. Brandon Ayuk, six catches, 115 yards, one touchdown, no drops. And, yeah, I think the Niners are going to be dancing, baby. Let's go. 2019 Super Bowl rematch, Niners-Chiefs. Let's go. Bang, bang, Niner gang. Quips and Rips, thanks for the uh, video. Brian. 24-20 49ers victory. Very the same score that our previous 49er fan, Mateo 49er, had 24-20. The score seems to be coming to fruition as we speak. A 49er Super Bowl trip, 24-20. He brings up Brandon Ayuk. He brings up the trenches. I like the Brandon Ayuk angle. I think Bradbury can be beat. I think he can be had. I think he's been getting away with a great pass rush that we'll get into later that the Eagles have. Can IU take advantage of James Bradbury and Nick Blankenship at safety? Yeah, I definitely think so. He could. I think he could be the guy who makes clutch catches like on third downs and moves the chains and we get to the red zone. And um, as long like I – I feel like it's important to be scoring touchdowns and not just settling for field goals. And I would definitely love to get the ball first in this game and maybe make a statement on the first drive and score a touchdown and punch Philly in the mouth. I think that's an interesting point you brought up. Uh, Going to Philadelphia at the link, as they call it, supposed to be this big home field advantage. A lot of drunk, you know, nasty Philadelphia fans, how they can be. You want the ball first. That's an interesting I, – I hate when we get the ball first. I always like saying, hey, getting the ball in the second half and trying to do that two for one, like score at the end of the second half. But I do get the – I do get what you're saying. And 
punched him in the face. They could do, use a black eye early. Black eye early. Is that what I said the first time? I hope so. Um, like like uh, you imagine it on the first drive if they came out, like got to the 50 and then hit Debo with a big touchdown to start the game. Like that would kind that would of be, shut the crowd up. That would be a beautiful moment. But <laughs> I also see what they did against Dallas and went three and out. You're like, mother effer, what the hell? But I do like the second half adjustments D'Amico Ryans can make in the second half. Uh, he normally we have great success in the second half setting down defenses. So I I still want the ball in the second half to start, but I wouldn't mind if we get any points in the first half, even a measly field goal. I think every point counts in this game. I think it's going to be a very close game. But what what about the IU first Bradbury matchup? Yeah, he Bradbury beatable. He, he could definitely take advantage of that because I think he's the weak link on the Eagles secondary. And he's, he's going to have some um, moments where he's open. How beautiful would an early slant go? You get Bradbury diving on that slant and just getting IU got to go. It would be a beautiful yeah. thing. Let's get into the, the Let's Be Real, Three the Hardaway, the best basketball podcast not even part of VSN, no bias, the best basketball podcast. This guy is from Memphis. He's a huge Memphis Grizzlies fan, but he's an Eagles fan as well. He comes from great great Lloyds, though. His father is a Niners fan. His uncle is a Niners fan. But he somehow maybe got hit on the head as a child, became an Eagles fan. Let's see what he has to say about this game. The way that the Eagles will dominate and win this game is if we, one, get pressure on Brock Purdy. He is a seventh-round rookie. Last pick of the draft. Hasn't really played a defense like the Eagles just yet. The Cowboys are a good defense. They ain't better than the Eagles. Uh, the Eagles had 70 sacks this year, so I fully expect them to put pressure on Brock Purdy and, and make him uncomfortable in the pocket and run around. And you let Slay, Bradbury, Maddox, if he plays, Gardner Johnson, if he plays, to do what they do on defense and cover the receivers uh, as best as they can. Uh, the other way that the Eagles uh, will probably dominate and win this game is going to be on Devontae Smith. Uh, I've said it all year. Good luck, number two cornerbacks, guarding Devontae Smith. This is probably one of the best route runners in the game behind like Cooper Cup and Justin Jefferson. Smith is of that mode, and I think that if he is him, like he got, he's been all season as a thousand yard receiver, as a uh, a player that has the most catches in the season by a wide receiver, we should win on the outside, you know, easily. Now the way that the 49ers could win this game is if they muck up the game. So if you are uh, getting turnovers, uh, getting the offense, uh, the Eagles offense off rhythm, then the, the 49ers could potentially win this game. Uh, another way they could do it is time of possession. You look at the Houston-Texas game against the Eagles. You look at the, I think the first Commanders game against the Eagles or the second one, uh, the second Commanders game against the Eagles. They controlled the ball and slow, well not slow the game down, but like they hurried the game up in terms of like, just run the clock all game long, hold the ball, score points, score touchdowns, and that's how you win the game. Uh, that being said, I think the X factor for the Eagles is going to be Hassan Reddick. Uh, Nick Bosa is the DPOY, is, is what it's going to be, but Hassan Reddick is number two in the league in sacks right behind Nick Bosa with about 17, 17 and a half. And Hassan Reddick's been causing, causing havoc all season. And so if he is off that edge, because I think he lines up on the opposite side, now on Trent Williams' side, shout out to Silverback. But if he lines up on the opposite side, whoever that right tackle is, Amen. God bless. <laughs> that being said, I'm going to say that the score is going to be 31-17 Eagles. I think we go to the Super Bowl and we face the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, Ryan, man. 
A savage prediction of 31-17 Eagles at the link. Eagles fan, we're Niners fans. We see it from different perspectives. Without me queuing you up on anything I have prepared, what are your thoughts on that prediction? I feel like I'm talking to Stephen A. Smith a little bit, getting getting a little arrogant about the Eagles, and I feel like the national media just thinks they're some juggernaut. They're just going to run the Niners over, and there's no way in blue hell that the Eagles win 31-17. to 17. Let's just say that. Well, let my brother to turn – I saw, I saw that. He, he is not a Niner fan at all. He's a Raider <laughs> fan. He absolutely hates the Niners. So let's see what he had to say. A 31-14 Niners. He had to chime in. Cheers to TMP. Y'all are killing it. Bra- Ryan, thank you. I appreciate it. I love you. Um, I appreciate, I appreciate it, Ryan. I appreciate I know, it. I know how much, I know how much crap he gave me when I lived with him as a roommate. and He, he acted like he didn't know Pat, who Patrick Willis was. What about when he ripped down your Lakers flag? That's my favorite story. No <laughs> Lakers shit allowed in my apartment. That's my brother for you. He, Savage brings up a lot of good points. I The Eagles are a good team. They are very good. I could see this game being close. I don't think they'll win 31-17. I think the Giants bias. They beat a bat, not a great team the week before. People are thinking – or be, I mean, he's watching all year, but I think that's part of the bias from the national media. Um, he brought up a lot of great points. Let's get to the Eagles' defensive line finally. This defensive line is eight deep. It is nasty. Um, it's loaded. Let me go through these names. Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargraves, Josh Sweat. That's their starting four. It almost gets better on their next four. Jordan Davis, rookie out of Georgia, a huge tub who doesn't get moved from, I don't know if you know who, Linvald Joseph, all pro from the Minnesota Vikings, Robert Quinn, who played for the Bears, and then Natomic and Sue. They go eight deep. This this could be, and we saw Micah Parsons do a WWF move to Mike McGlinchey. He gave him a hip suplex. Remember that play, Brian? Yeah. Does this defensive line worry you at all? It gives me doubt. This is where I think the Niners could lose the game. If this defensive line we do have a good offensive line, but sometimes things get wild on the road. Talk me out of this, Brian. Why are the Niners going to stand up to this big, bad defensive line? Because they know what they need to do. Trent Williams doesn't want to lose another NFC championship game, and he's he's going to tell these guys that we gotta we gotta push them around. We can't let them uh, we can't let them chase pretty around. And I'm telling you, it's it's not going to be. Like, I get what you're saying. It's eight deep, but I'm saying that we, we can handle their defensive line. All right, let's move to the guy he brought up. They're, they're probably the second best defensive player of the year, or maybe third after Micah Parsons, Hassan Reddick. Had a special year. He had uh, five forced fumbles, three fumble recoveries, 16 sacks. But let's, he was the first round pick, first round pick, 13th overall by the Arizona Cardinals. And they moved him to middle linebacker. Which make like you look at how he's performing now as like an outside linebacker, Alden Smith, basically passing rusher, great player. He moves back to the um, defensive. He moves to the D end spot. His last year in Arizona, he gets twelve and a half sacks. He goes to Carolina. He gets eleven sacks. Then he plays in Philadelphia, sixteen sacks. Second defensive player of the year, maybe third. Um, it just. 
Mike McGlitzy, can he he can can he keep this guy in front of him? You still think he talk me out of it, Brian? Again, I, I'm having trouble believing it. I don't, I don't know. I just think uh, some sometimes you you kind of overanalyze things, and I just think the Niners will will they know what they need to do, and they'll they'll come up to the task. I do, I, I do overanalyze things. I think Shanahan can scheme things to keep Purdy free. Purdy can move a little bit, uh, a couple of chip blocks, maybe with uh, Eliza Mitchell I, McCaffrey. I, I, think Pur- I think Purdy will get the ball out of his hand pretty quick in this game. I think that's what Shanahan's going to do. And the last thing you brought up, Devontae Smith. He says the number two corners will have trouble with Devontae Smith as they have all year. Devontae Smith did have a season of uh, 1,196 yards, 95 receptions, seven TDs. Lenore has looked better than ever these last two weeks. And I never thought those words would come out of my mind that Lenore has stood yeah, up to the exactly. challenge. What are, what are our thoughts on that on that it, on, uh, Devontae Smith versus uh, Lenore matchup? Can we slow him down? I mean, I like, like I said, I – I, I don't see any matchup on our defense, on their offense, that the Niners don't match up well. That's a fair point. I do think the defense can stand up. Uh, Ryan had another comment. Wasn't as positive. Let's see what he had to say. Brian, your thoughts? Still going to lose to the Bengals in the Super Bowl. Okay, put it in the book. See you guys next week. <laughs> what are your thoughts on that, Brian? I do think that's what the Super Bowl is going to end up being: Bengals versus the Niners. I just well, don't think, I just don't think Mahomes is going to be healthy, so he won't be as effective. He has practiced the last two weeks, which is nice if you're a Kansas City fan. Um, three Bengals Super Bowls versus the Forty ers Super Bowl victories for the Forty ers Man, the Bengals will be our be our sons. The Bengals will be able to yeah. call the Niners their daddy. Exactly. We'll be their daddies. Let's go back to Devontae Smith uh, and Brandon Ayuk. We've talked about them both. Uh, both 24 years old. Who's the better receiver? The, Brandon Ayuk had 114 targets, 78 receptions, 13 yards per catch, 8 TDs. Well, I already said Devontae Smith's 1196, but he did have 136 targets, 95 receptions. A little less yards per catch, only 0.4, 12.6, and 7 TDs. If you were offered, contracts didn't matter. They're both 24 years old. Devontae Smith for Brandon Ayuk, who are you taking? Um, I would probably go Brandon Ayuk because there's some times that he should get thrown the ball more and he just doesn't because, I don't know, he just, you know, it's more of a running game offense and it's not a passing game offense sometimes. So. I like. I mean, I love Ayuk. I'm. I, yeah. I think I'd lean towards Smith just because he's a little quicker. I believe. He, but he's so skinny. I feel like at some point he could get hurt. Ayuk is a stud. I think. I. I think you can't go wrong with either one. To be honest, yeah. that is our read it and we you tweet it. We read it slash watch it. Um, Brian, let's get to the sponsors. SeatGeek. You type in BSN into the. Into the code, you get $20 off. Brian, the NFC Championships game is in Philadelphia. If you want to go to Philadelphia, watch the game. Where do you go? You go to SeatGeek. 
You go to SeatGeek, get that $20 right into your pocket by putting in the code VSN. Um, yeah, so SeatGeek, uh, thank you for sponsoring us. And let me be, it would, I'd be reminiscent if I didn't bring up VSN, Variety Sports Network. Um, they're doing big things. They're getting more and more things going. I, they're looking at media passes for crying out loud. I never thought I'd even be meant to, like, even think about that. All right, Brian, um, let's get into common opponents. Eagles Niners. Looking good when you look at these common opponents. 49 and, 49ers and Eagles first common opponents. We played Washington, Arizona, Dallas, Chicago, New Orleans. The Niners went five and one with a plus one oh one in point differential. The Eagles went four and three with a plus six. Yes, I'm sure Eagles fans will say, Oh, Jalen Hurts was hurt. But what about this? You want to point to Hurts injury? Billy gave up 21.7 points per game, where San Francisco gave up 12.3. Yeah. Brian, what do, you, what do you make of all this? Is it a bunch of nothing? Is it a big deal? What do you I mean, I mean, not in this game, because you can pretty much throw everything out. It's it's a one game, and it's, uh, it's, it's for all the marbles, and it's to get to the Super Bowl. But I did notice that, yeah, like Philly was 32 in strength of schedule, and we were, like, right above them, 31. So maybe it makes sense that we're playing the NFC Championship game. Isn't it weird how the easiest strength of schedule somehow get to the NFC Championship game <laughs> while, we've been saying, Brian, while we've been saying that these are the two best teams at the same time? And let me be read to this. this. Since we started this podcast, me and you, Brian, this team is 12 and 0. 12 and 0. <laughs> Brian, I think we deserve a little something. What do you think? I, th I think we do. I mean, I think we deserve like a like a, a bonus from from Lynch. I think you're right. Brian, before we go, it's been a pleasure. I've enjoyed doing this podcast with you. Um, we will be back to talk about this game, win or lose. God forbid we lose. I can't see it. We're we're 12-0. Just... How are we going to freaking lose? We're winning. But we will be back for one more week, no matter what. Um, let's get into our predictions. I want a score, an offensive player, and a defensive player of the game. All right. I'm going to go 27-29ers. to 29ers, And I want to – I want. Hold on. I didn't hear that. You said like 29. 20, what was the score again? No, 27-29ers. to 29ers. And I'm naming my I'm naming my reason. Debo crying at the end of the Rams game. Trent Williams pissed off. The Niners will not go home empty-handed in another NFC Championship game. My offensive player of the game will be Brandon Ayuk. I think he scores a big-time touchdown. My defensive player of the game will be Fred Warner. I think he'll shut down Jalen Hurts. Brian, we've heard a lot of the same names from our, our, our correspondents. Fred Warner, Brandon Ayuk, I like it. A 27-29ers victory. I have a 20 to 13. Not, I'll go 20 to 17 Niners victory in overtime. Eagles get the ball first. Niners get a big punt return from Ray Ray McLeod. He will not fumble this game. If he does, that son of a bitch will go with Kyle Williams in the wall of shame. <laughs> it better not happen. I have a 2017 victory. I got I to gotta ride the hot hand. The offensive player of the game is George Kittle. This man, another thing. 
This Eagles guy said Goddard is the best tight end in this NFC Championship game. Give me a break. Tell me why Kittle's the better tight end and it's not even close. Yeah, I, 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 I got to say it. I mean, ever since we've been doing this podcast, it feels like George Kittle must be listening to us because he's just drastically improved. We definitely gave him three weeks of ripping of what the hell is going on with George Kittle. He's lost on the receiving net. I'll be the first one to admit it. I was like, this guy's not even a weapon anymore, and he's turned this season around. Goddard's a good receiver. He's not George Kittle. Give me a freaking break, Philadelphia. Get your head out of your ass. Defensive player of the game. I'm going Lenore for the third straight week. He gets a pick, and he sends it to the NFC Championship game with a pick six. This guy is on fire. We're winning this game 2013. Defense dominates the day. It's going to be a thing of beauty, Brian. Do you have any last words to say to these San Francisco fans to get them going or talk these Philly fans down? I'm going to say, Philly, we're coming for you, and then we're going to take the eagle, and we're going to put the knife in its heart. We're cutting that eagle's head off right through the (laughs) brain. Ryan, thanks for thank you. I appreciate it. Everything you do, listeners. Ryan, thank you for making the comment. I always appreciate comments. Savage, Ryan from BS and Sports. Savage from Three La Hardaway. Uh, Quips and rips from the Whatnot app. Go check him out. He sells beautiful stuff. As does Row One. Row One's another sponsor that I don't know enough about to give all the details. But and then there was Mateo Forty Nine. Mateo 49, he says it in his name, 49, big Bay Area Giants Niners fan. Thank you, um, Brian. I appreciate you coming on for on your Thursday night. A lot of people go out drinking Thursday night. We do podcasts. We are going to move this team to 13-0. and 0. Yeah, and exactly. That is all. Brian, any last words? Go 49ers and woo!